0: Hello there and welcome to the show. Uh, The Matchball is brought to you in association with Levite Solicitors, who are a local law firm, aren't they, Michael?
2: They're local, but they're not small.
0: No. No, because they do all sorts. And they can work outside the local area because they have what's known as a website. Mm. Mm. Very popular these days,
2: so I believe. But yeah, if you want your wills, your probates, your conveyancing, your other legal services get on there. Beyond that. Litigation. Yeah. Commercial property disputes.
0: Yep. Employment law. Yeah all good in it
2: this and that what's the website
0: levislisters.co.uk forward slash the square ball yeah or backslash maybe does backslash work too it's definitely a forward slash 10% discount on your legal fees levislisters.co.uk forward slash the square ball enough horseplay let's talk about that Farka out what what What? (laughs) the winning run is over is it no no Um, that was just the outcome that none of us wanted wasn't it really I mean I do think you should have made some subs earlier yeah if we are going to have a go at Farka
2: you want Joffy on I wanted him non to off mainly because he either couldn't or wouldn't run. Mm. There was a, a point about 10 minutes before they scored where he just, there was one where he should have run after a ball in attack and there was one where he should have followed someone defensively and it's like he's knackered here or
3: not bothered. He was getting a nice, well, I don't know if it was nice, he was getting a cuddle off Pat Bamford on the bench after he went off. I don't know if uh, that was why he didn't go off sooner. It was like, I don't, I don't want to be patronised by Pat. Um, <laughs> But yeah, he didn't look particularly happy and during the game, he didn't look particularly good.
0: Who, mm. Nonto? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking at the YouTube comments. We're live on YouTube, by the way. For our TSB Plus members, hello. Uh, thank you for joining us. Um, yeah, most of the comments about Nonto not particularly positive. Obviously, it's always going to be framed that way when you don't win. Um, suggesting that, yeah, he was jogging around, David saying, for most of the game. Is that a fair criticism? I don't know if he's jogging around so much as, particularly late on, he seemed like he, he tired a bit when he started getting kicked a bit. He had a bit of the Brendan
2: Aronsons about it and I felt like he was being fouled a fair bit but then I felt like he also was going down a lot and staying down and moaning about it a lot rather than just trying to get on with it. And then late in the game, he just felt like he was unable to run.
3: He's got a bit of what was happening at the end of last season when, because when he came in, um, everything looked great because Jesse Marsh basically put him on the team and just went, wow, he's good and let him be good. And then once... Rathier came in and was like right and I can remember him uh Nonto getting annoyed whenever he was told to like pass it to someone or you know track their winger you know you've got to do you got to do some work off the ball and or like don't just take somebody on every time. They started to get a bit grumpy about that and I think um cuz he's not been in the team much this season and when Farker arrived in pre-season he was sort of instilling the way that we play. He was all a bit kind of, I don't want to be here. I don't feel like he's quite on the message with pressing as a principal as the rest of the team is. He just seems to be a little bit not... Uh, he's not like... I mean, Dan James will press all day and part of the reason why he's been so good lately is almost his defending up front as uh, putting in the pinpoint crosses. And then Yonto comes in and he's a bit like, oh, do I have to do that? Oh, I don't know if I want to do that. And um, And it could just be a case of um, if he gets this new contract and you get to the summer and he's sort of sitting down and you go, right, we're going to teach you now how to press. And the next thing, because it used to be a bit, some of our I remember Luke Hailing always used to get wound up at him for not um, running back enough. And that this season, he's definitely seems to have got the message and, uh, following Farkas instructions to a T. So, um, maybe he just needs, um, it does feel, I mean, it's only halfway through the season, but it's not worked out for him. But for us so far, So it doesn't have to play much, um, Get into the summer and then um no holidays, just pressing. Just the pressing. Just the pressing. And mm. um, um I think that might help. It it definitely looks like it's the it's the kind of the off the ball stuff that he just he's a terrible tackler and he's a mm. terrible winger. And those are the two things that I think if if we just kind of um and the two things we really need him to do is a bit more tackling and like not winch.
0: Yeah. Yeah, why why didn't, we, why didn't we win today, Michael Normanson? Because we were vastly the superior side in the first half. Um, ben, thank you for reporting on the comments as well that seem to be coming out of the press conference. Assume they are rather than Ben just making them up, mm-hmm. uh, which is good. What's Ben said? We can we can confirm whether he's telling the uh, truth. Ian Foster is that Plymouth manager? Let's assume so. We paid them too much respect in the first a half. swimmer? I don't know. <laughs> They're a wonderful team. Once we played on the front foot, we showed what we were capable of. What dreadful, arrogant bastards we are. I don't know. About yeah, I know. About I know. Ben Ben is telling the truth.
3: Right, yeah. About the name of the manager and everything he said.
2: I thought we, you, didn't, ben. we didn't win because... Honest
3: ben, I call him. Um, we didn't make subs early enough when it was
2: clear there were some issues beginning to develop. Mm. I would have been personally tempted to do the changes that he did make. But I would have made them sooner. 10 minutes later. I'd have got Bamford on sooner as well. Cause I, I thought, thought you meant Perveda. Well, Perveda for Nonto, I would have done, just because Nonto wasn't working. And was, was he all right? I thought he was better than Nonto. He tried. Yeah. He did, he did his thing, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. And I, I'd have got Bamford on sooner because it just wasn't particularly sticking up front, was it? And Bamford, I mean, there was one I wasn't, I'm not sure how he didn't score, the one where he was, he kind of came across the box and I think he did hook it around the post. Is that when the goalkeeper dropped it? Yeah. Mm. But he nearly scored with his first touch, didn't he, From that header, that that was, yeah. really, which was really good save. Yeah. But I just felt like it needed something different.
0: If how do you it, think? How do you think Pirro got on up front today? And I ask that because Jordan has just mentioned in the comments, saying he thought that they didn't, the switch didn't work. I would agree. Which switch, Pirro up front? The switch of of Pirro in for Bamford at nine. Yes, which is what you know people have been asking for. It play Pirro up front, play Georgie in behind him. He's offside a lot, wasn't he? Mm. Imagine Bamford's offside quite a bit as well. So. Mm. Yeah, I think it doesn't quite have the it was
3: I think where it maybe went wrong is that we started with those things that were different. So the differences were that we had um Rutter at ten, Perot at nine, which is new, and then it was amperdu and uh, Griff. Mm. I'm going with Griff now, is he's, he's joining the Welsh gang in midfield, which we've not seen has not we've not seen work before. Um and then I suppose Cooper and uh Roden was a new centre-back partnership, so three new partnerships um, compared to the recent games. And yeah, in the first half, Peru, offside a lot, not quite doing what Bamford does to make it work. And um, and it sort of started fading back to how it was. So in the second half, it was a lot more kind of Rutter just being wherever he wanted in Peru, going like, I may as well go back to midfield and see what's happening there. I think one of the reasons he was dropping back into midfield was the second half. And I need to watch it again more carefully to see when this actually happened. But I became aware at one point. I was like, we seem to have gone three at the back with Ampadu.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And Gruff, Griff, Gruff. uh it was, was a, just it was uh, three, one, something, something. Yeah. Was, reckon. Before we'd done any substitutions either, it was just, it was quite weird. We've gone Ampadu, Cooper, Roden, three at the back, Byram and, no, not Byram. Shackleton. Yes, Byram and Shackleton as wing backs, and then Griff on his own in midfield. and then. <laughs> Griff. Uh, the um, the Plymouth lot who looked atrocious in the first half suddenly started getting a grip of things in midfield and started getting through there and running at um, our backs. So, who knows what was going on. Lots of things were happening but I don't know why. Can I dig
0: out Farker a little bit here? Well, you've time- already said you want him out. Well, I, I've been You're going further. I've been mounting the campaign for a long time now. Muggs, Sick of him. Mugs are back in Stockdale. Are oh, they, they? Talk him down, please. Uh, the Squareball.net. If you want to buy your fickle mugs. No, no. Um, I'm not going to dig him out. What I'm just going to say, and it's in relation to like the substitutions. This narrative, uh, and a friend of mine, Neil, has just um, just mentioned this to me as well. This narrative that we don't do things the easy way. We've got a legion United way to do things, and that is, isn't that that is that not a fans' sort of badge to wear rather than the manager saying that? Because it's within the manager's gift to change this. Because his comments on screen, Ben's just um, sent them through, saying we never go the easy way. We want it to get into the next round. First reaction is I'm disappointed, um, struggling to be annoyed. Performance wise, we played a good side, and so on and so forth. So um, I don't know how I feel about that. You can't. I don't think you can. You can't place it. You, you can't put it on an intangible thing like Leeds do things the difficult way because it's his job to get us through to the next round. And like you said, mm. like do the substitutions, pick a side that's going to win it. And it's a minor gripe because It's just been, managers talking the it? after yeah. games. He, some, he does talk a, a lot. There, he has, there are some questions lot. so you just say some stuff,
2: don't
3: you? <laughs> I right. think i probably prefer that response to when um, Marsh used to bring that up and he'd be like, I'm going to change that. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you're not because it, Leeds United is, is not to be changed. And so of the two, I think I'd rather go Farker is, slow, well, yeah, it's, that's probably true that Leeds United don't do things the easy way whereas Marsh was like, that's a get out, clause." I hate he- hearing that. I'm going to change that. And then
0: like, what's he doing now? Just Swanning around Italy doing now, um, <laughs> with uh, with reference to waiting for the Liverpool job. Pirro up front, as the comment on the screen shows. Uh, I wish Pirro would sometimes just attempt a risky shot from outside the box um, instead of passing wide. He seems a bit low in confidence. Do a bit what Jaden Anthony did, beat a couple and stick it in the net. your hands Yeah, but I wonder if there's an instruction, and you see the way that we play, that those little interchanges of passes around the edge of the area. They always seem to be looking for that little give and go to get into a really really close area to put it in. Or in the, as is the case with Jade Anthony, just run it in yourself mm. with some good footwork. We haven't even really talked about that, have we? No, we'll, we'll get on to it. Really, the,
2: the really, the really good thing. That well,
0: happens. let's let's do that proper justice in a second. But I just wonder what you think about that in terms of the the way that we approach stuff. Like, for example, one thing I've noticed that we don't do is we don't do the big crossfield ball that I remember was like one of the hallmarks of the Bielsa side. We don't do that. It's work it across from side to side via the defence. And I noticed another thing we don't do is take a lot of pot shots from. Well, we take a few from the edge of the area, but I think they seem to be under tactical. Instructions to try and work in with those little interchanges on the edge of the area seems to be a thing we do.
2: Mm, I don't know. I, I can kind of understand. There's a there's definite method to working into areas where you're more likely to score from because statistically you don't score very many from outside the box, dear. Mm. So I can sort of see why there's an instruction to to get it a bit closer. Then oh, so you
0: data nonsense.
2: Get it nearer the goal and then kick it hard into it. Right. I'm not. It's not data. That's just sense. Right. You are near the goal. Nonsense. Data
0: nonsense. (laughs) Yes.
2: But if you're nearer the goal, you're more likely to score and I can see the point in it. You do probably need to vary it a bit so people just have to close you down a bit rather than just sit and think, well, they're not going to shoot. We'll Mm. we'll wait. We can hold our positions.
3: Lots of things seem to end up that way where you end up with... um, We sort of corral teams into a packed defence because we keep tapping it around the penalty area and they're like, well, if we all just go into the penalty area, they can't get through. We're definitely a lot more cautious on um, some things, certainly than... Wielsa era, those switches from wing to wing are one thing I'll quite often see um, whichever fullback is on the other side. There was one today when, I think it was, it was on my side, it was Shackleton was out on the right and Wilf Nanto had his back to him if he turned around, it's there in loads of space It mm. just doesn't go that quickly and I think it happens as well um, with Melier not releasing the ball immediately. When, it's become very noticeable as this. Well, it's always been noticeable all season and, you, and so I think, if um, Farker didn't want him to be more cautious, because there was one in particular where um, there was a lot of tension on it because Nyonto went sprinting up the mm-hmm. wing. It was like, give me the ball, give me the ball. And Melier kind of went and looked at it and then went, no. Um, and we see that quite a lot. But the, the thing that struck me about that is Nyonto is not normally in the team. So he's doing something that he's not normally, I don't know how often we see Somerville or James going like dashing up the wing. Um Melier's response is pretty normal which is looking at it going assessing the risk and then going because no. it's mm. a, ultimately it's a percentage ball isn't it yeah and I think And you're, um, you're possibly going to concede possession if you hoof it out there and it doesn't work yeah and I think if um, if Farker wanted him to do that every time he would have started doing it a long time before now so Melier gets the heat because everyone's always looking at him when he doesn't uh, deliver that throw or deliver that quick ball but then I've never seen Farker frustrated and he does show his frustration with um, quite a few things I've never seen him go like no Melier you should have thrown that earlier and it's the same with switching I don't see him getting annoyed at that so I think we are just kind of um, but I don't think it's necessarily a good thing because we exhibit this caution and this sort of safety first approach and we end up not getting a second goal against Plymouth and then they score and then mm. we're off to Argyle twice in a season Melier's distribution town of Argyle.
2: wasn't great today either
3: I felt like it's a bit 50-50 because some of them were, there was one, I, remember, I think it was Shackleton, absolutely pinged the ball at him and he did a great job under pressure. No, he it, it, it ran it up short and he did a great job under pressure, seemed very cool and actually putting the ball into a good area. But then Rutter was just standing going like Oh, I should have gone for that. Um, and so I think that it's a bit 50-50 of looking at what's happening on the um, other end. He was trying to kind of, uh, on the less pressure moments, to change the angle and it was like, i'll put it in a different area with the players in those are in that area i don't know if it's because we had six changes the players in those areas were a bit like that oh is that coming to me uh
1: a lot can happen in the next three years like a chat bot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.
0: It says a lot about the frustration at the outcome, I think, that we've done the first sort of 10 or 15 minutes of the show just kind of griping about slight annoyances. And they asked only slight annoyances because we should have really put that game to bed in the first half.
2: Yeah, we should. But we should have put, even in the second half, the chances, didn't we? They didn't carve us open very often. I mean, the goal that did come was, I think... Did you have a little telly today? No. Uh, I think it was Shackleton pressed high, didn't it? And then there was a big old gap behind him. And then there was the switch and they scored. Yeah. But it didn't feel like they were... In general play, they weren't particularly breaking us down, I didn't think. No. So, overall, we were fine. The thing is, with a normal strength team out, we win that. I'm absolutely certain of it. Yeah. Kamara and Somerville Dan James and is Dan James behind, and yeah. Bamford well Bamford and Furpo now who'd have thought that a mm. few weeks ago but they are like Furpo made a good di- a difference I thought when he came on as well down that side so I think with a full strength team we've kind of just learned that the reserves are not as good as the main team which is which is probably not that surprising mm. but it's frustrating that they've come up short when you felt like there was, the game was there to be won Plus, kind of, we now have the issue of thinking oh fucking
3: hell i replay there's kind of two <laughs> eras of the club um, combining in games like this because the priority in summer is sort the first team out and try and get promoted. And the team, the first team, looks so completely different to how it did last season. Um, but obviously, there's not enough money and there's not enough time to extend that to the rest of the squad. So once you get past the first eleven, you are into that bizarre world of Victor Or where you are going like, well, it's Pervader, it's Gelhart. Um, who else did we have on it? It's Claassen. It's I don't have Joseph, cheat in front of me yeah I mean I think Joseph might turn out yeah. all right and all those players might turn out all right they're not terrible. you do they are not the players that um were they're not this managers players basically yeah. so we've we've got um a big it's like a big throwback um session when those guys start getting involved uh, off the bench um but yeah and we did look a lot but then, the, so am I talking myself out of that? Because wasn't surely most of the team that started was new players, just in different places. I suppose Nyon an
0: old one, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Who played? Who was in our team?
2: Jade Anthony was in the team. Let's talk about that one.
0: Let's talk about Jaden Anthony, Michael Normanton, because that was an excellent goal, wasn't it? And um, obviously, you knew as soon as you put it in what was going to happen in terms mm. of the celebration, which was really, really lovely moment, um, you know, underpinned by awful circumstances. And we do send our absolute best to Jade Anthony, which I'm absolutely sure he won't be watching, because <laughs> if I was him, I wouldn't. But um, yeah, I know it was uh, it was quite a moving moment, wasn't it? It was. And he nearly scored
3: before, and he hit the post.
2: Um, yes, he did. Was it about ten minutes before that? Like Fifteen minutes before something like that. So it it's was a good um, effort,
3: and then the follow up from Nyonto then got the tipped onto the post by mm-hmm. the goalkeeper. So that would have been a good start.
2: But yeah, it was a great. I've not seen it back yet, but it, he sort of knocked it between. Did he beat three men? Seven. Seven men, seven it, men. It, it I think it was boot. three,
3: but it was
0: good enough for seven.
2: Yeah, and then a really nice finish. Nice shuffle
0: into the far corner. Shuffled the ball left to right, didn't he, between his feet, mm-hmm. which is a little tricky. he seems to do um, now and again. And it came off absolutely perfectly. Yeah, and then obviously the referee hated it. Do you know what I was going to say? It's dead funny leading up to that moment that I was thinking of oh, the referee. The dickhead ref has actually been all right in this game. And I think the dickhead ref was actually all right for the most part in that game in that you didn't really notice him. Mm-hmm. You thought, oh, you know what? On balance of probabilities, I'd go with most of the decisions you've made. They can have zero out of ten for booking him. I know it's the rules. I think it was his first ever Leeds game he was refereeing. Someone mm-hmm. told me.
2: So, But yeah, don't book him. I know it's the rule, but fucking hell! Yeah, but he'll get punished, won't he? stupid. Not... Well, get punished then. <laughs> take it up the take it up the line. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I wonder where you going with that? Um, yeah, like, yeah. What you're gonna you're gonna sanction me for having a heart? It doesn't even take any... It's not like it's a so stupid. rule. We were talking about this the other week, weren't we? Oh, it's a daft rule. Mm. It's like well, you have to get. It's like you have to get sent off if you shove someone in the face, even if it's not very hard. Mm. And you have to get a yellow card if you take your shirt off, even mm. if it doesn't take very long.
3: Yeah, it feels like enough... They fiddle with enough rules. I mean, we don't do the old um, descent means a free kick gets moved 10 yards anymore. That mm. came in and went out. And it feels like this is something that came in and needs to just go out again. Um, admittedly... oh, and I mean, they can try it, try it for a year. And then if every game ends up with just shirts all over the pitch after every goal and we're spending 20 minutes waiting for everybody to get dressed again, then bring it back. Um, or, but maybe have some kind of... Because it is difficult because you don't really want the referee to be... The referee shouldn't be under pressure to decide whether to book him or not. Um, but also you don't want a, a situation where the referee is having to read a shirt mm-hmm. and then go like, Right, I've got to make a joke. Yeah. So, who who is this? Was it your mum? All right, and then okay, but but what's this about? Is that a political message? Okay, and yeah. what language is this one in? So you can't you don't you can't having it whether well, like I'm just going to get that translated, get a var on it, and then we're going to see whether that crosses any kind of political uh, line or whether it's emotional or or whatever. That isn't really so. That I think that's why it sticks as a as a blanket no um, discretion yellow card. I think what I didn't like was the way he flourished it. I was looking. I didn't it, see that actually. It wasn't the worst, but it, I've seen it happen sometimes where a referee will go over and they'll just be like, "You know, I need to book you for this, so yellow card." And well, whereas he, I think he got a little bit bored of waiting for Jaden to finish paying tribute to his mother, um, and he's like, "Fuck it, yellow card." And it's like, right, I'm going to start the rest of the game. And that's when the the boost started. Whereas there's an opportunity there to kind of just keep it a little bit more on the down low and just go and save the player, like. You knew because the players know Jaden Anthony knows he's getting Geller card before he does it. I don't think he particularly will have cared, it's worth it. You, you weigh it up before the game. Um, so there's ways and uh, there's ways of, of doing things, but there's also ways of sticking the ball in was it the top corner? It felt like the Look middle, like middle, middle ish corner. So it was on the the rise. It was a great finish and it was good because he looked uh, he looked good as well. Generally, today, yeah, it was. like a player taking his
0: opportunity in a way that if not though no, didn't at least Anthony looked good um, Ben is asking couldn't it be sorted before the game Moscow players say if they've got a message on a shirt and it's decided whether it's appropriate or not but yeah. again it, again, it's just it's, it's a lot of admin I was going to say it's creating and a, then if you don't score yeah like so it's kind of so
3: he'll be wearing that in probably the last two games because it's two games since his mum passed away so it's yeah it's all um, it's probably the easiest thing is do it and take the other card. Yeah.
0: Which Might is exactly different. which is exactly what happened. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um what did we do well today? I don't think we were brilliant at anything, truth be told. Were we, we were truthfully bad at anything? Did we or did we just lose control of that game? Because I guess it feeds into what we were asking about before about Farka's um safety first approach with the style of football and the, the risk aversion. Um in that it's very rare that you completely lose control of a game. And I think that's maybe why that ten minutes on Wednesday against Norwich Jarred a little bit because we've never mm. seen that where we've conceded possession so much. I felt like bad was probably
2: getting a hold of the midfield higher up the pitch. Felt like we had it, which it makes complete sense when you think we had Ampadu and Griff, yes, who were both defensive-minded players. It felt like we had control of it in terms of we weren't being overrun, but when we were trying to actually progress forward with it, there was not a lot there until Ruta dropped in and picked it up and started trying to do stuff. Mm. It felt like, like I feel like when Kamara's there, he is more willing to take a few risks and hold the ball in, in some forward areas a bit and try yeah. and play people in. It didn't feel like there was anyone doing that today.
0: Oh, lads, sorry, I've just got to stop you for a second. I've just realised we've made it over 20 minutes into this podcast. We've not mentioned Jurgen Klopp and paid tribute to him because mm-hmm. you know, no one's done that yet. At least we need to put hushed voices in and talk very seriously about him leaving Liverpool and how sad it is. And Sorry, what were you going to say, Moscow?
3: Um, I thought good was Ampadu in the first half it was brilliant. Thought he was winning everything. I thought he was dominating, and I think that's why um, him seeming to move back. He was a right back after the substitutions. Um, is possibly the the thing that went really wrong. The thing that we probably did bad was not punish um, Plymouth when they were playing really bad. There were times when, like, they kept trying to trying to play out down the left, and I'm sure they had this problem when they were at Elland Road last time, and they screwed it up every single time. So then they started going through in the middle. And there was one moment in particular where their number 10, who's their captain, uh, got dispossessed really easily in midfield and kind of just jogged after it. And I was like, have your captains just given the ball away and doesn't seem bothered. We need to like seize on these moments and just uh, score some goals. Didn't happen. And then they started playing down the right and it seemed like they had some competent footballers on the right side who could play out of um, their defence. But yeah, and uh, ironically, it was the Nyonto and Chackleton side where. Maybe, Shackles, uh, maybe Nyonto didn't feel like he had to do a lot of pressing because he didn't have to because he just kept giving him the ball. Um, not punishing those ones. But yeah, first half I was thinking Ampadu, absolutely superb um, today. And Rodan and Cooper looking solid behind. And we got a goal. It's the same old thing, really. We Even with the different personnel, just not putting teams, um, not punishing teams, not being brutal enough, as Farker likes to call it. Hmm.
0: A bit more brutality. Oh, brutality. Um, lads, it's happened again, isn't it? Does Som- Klopp quit again? No. Somerville. A doctor.
2: Is that right? That's right. That confirmed.
0: Yeah, we've, yeah, we did actually get a bit of an update and Phil retweeted an update from somebody here. I mean, I know you probably knew this anyway and you were just testing the rest of us, but there is an abductor as well as an adductor. I know there is, and They're yeah. close to each other.
2: M- might be more than one yet.
0: Because oh. we were saying an abductor is somebody who makes you get in the back of a van and a deductor is a muscle, but there is an abductor muscle as well.
2: Yeah, I know. I'll, I'll tell you about it in a minute
0: <laughs> after you've googled it well, no. I'll tell you what save it for when we record with Phil and then we can, we can go for the full breakdown because it's the kind of exciting hot chat we like to get into there we oh, okay, talking right. about uh, muscles um, Farker does also expect Somerville to be okay for the Bristol game but I was, I was saying like on the shows this week what's it with these these are doctors it's just a common. did they happen before the vaccine? Mm. makes you think doesn't it? it does yeah, it's a good yeah. point yeah good point. Mm. anyway I've completely called this actors there <laughs> So let's um, reverse out of it. What should we talk about? Who has not had a mention
2: yet? Who deserves it? I thought Cooper, yeah. Cooper, you did mention Cooper briefly. I thought he was fine. There was one little bit where they. it turned out they were offside, but he did a bit of a swing and a miss, which was a bit heart in mouth mm. where he was coming across. But I thought he was, he was generally all right, wasn't he? Mm. And him and Rodon looked solid enough, I thought. So that's fine. Byron came back in. Was a, I thought
3: Byron was a bit rusty. Yeah. He didn't feel we like missed Furpo. I just, I don't know if we did or not. I just want to say it. We missed Furpo. Did you feel like we, we missed Furpo? Yeah, I, I do. Think feel we, feel missed like we missed Furpo. I actually do. Yeah.
2: And when he came on, it was his cross, wasn't it, that nearly led to
3: the goal that Bamford um, yeah. put wide. It was him going completely missing that nearly led to them winning, which, in our mm. actually. Uh, would we have taken a defeat at that point? I probably would have. I kind of feel <laughs> like, um, with it being Plymouth and with Plymouth being essentially in France, it's. Um, You almost look at that Ipswich resort. Which region go, is it? Is
0: it the Dardogne?
3: Yeah, I think you it's look quite, at the. It's actually um, quite a long way from France. Ipswich resorts. <laughs> it's like. It's a long way from Leeds as well. And you look at the Ipswich resort and you think, good. Yeah, quite. I wish that's better. Yeah. Probably rather have been knocked out by May Because at least then the Maeston fans, you've made them happy, um, apart from the one who's.
0: Uh, launched himself off so the, I, yeah. the upper
3: tier and landed on whoever. Sorry, Dave, about,
0: Sorry, Moscow. Comment from Dave saying that was terrible. We should have thrown it like Ipswich.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's mm. fair enough. I, I was listening to that. I was just walking to the ground and I've never been so. I was just wishing for an Ipswich equaliser, not because I don't enjoy uh, the magic of the FA Cup, but I just wanted them to be going through what we're about to go mm. through now. Um, I've been playing. It's funny. Football seems to do this to us while well. we're out of the Premier League. It's a bit like when we ended up playing Carlisle every 10 days. So I'm Plymouth four times <laughs> this season. just seems unnecessary. And all that kind of wise business of, are oh, we bring the Norwich game forward? And we're like, oh, psych everybody out. We've fucked all that up now. <laughs> Pointless. Yeah. <laughs> so but- we may as well have, um, I know Farker was asked about whether we'd send Melier up in search of a, a winner to avoid a replay. I think a better question and obviously, we have got the answer. Is like, would you tell them just throw it in our net? Mm.
0: Just mm. play next goals winner. Well, I suppose it's like a home game for Melia. Well, I know, there, are, I there, know an, there not, are no replays from the fifth round onwards. Are there? that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, but
2: don't, but don't even have exercise. Just say like, oh look, we're gonna, we're just gonna keep going here. Someone's gonna score eventually, eventually. <laughs> and we'll keep. I don't know, roll the dice. So we'll make teams flip a coin. A make, like, team, like,
3: make teams take players off. We used to win European ties on the flip of a coin, <laughs> which is ludicrous <laughs> as an idea, but. but
2: yeah, I, th- I think a lot of teams would just uh, do that for the before playing the game as well. Teams would be like, you know, the, the Klopp types who like to moan about fixtures. Well, if you did it before, before the, the... let's just flip it.
0: Flip if you well, if you flipped before the game, then you know that one team is um, going to mm. potentially go through. So it kind of it unbalances it. Then, I was
2: pondering towards the end of the game as well whether or not because we started going for it a bit, and I think they, I get the feeling they probably were happy with the a, a point, a point, <laughs> a, a replay, yeah, yeah. at some stage. But then towards then they were pushing as well. And I thought. Would it be better if there were no draws? You got no points for a draw.
0: What got full American on it?
2: Yeah, so you just everyone has to try to score at the end of games. It'd make it more interesting, wouldn't it?
0: Mm. No time
2: wasted. What do you it? get for it,
0: losing in that case? It's the same. A draw.
2: A, a draw. No one gets any points. If you lose, you you get also get no points.
3: So if you will lose, I suppose if you're losing, your incentive your incentive is to deny the other team points. Mm. That's very negative, isn't it? <laughs> it's not. That's not rewarding. Attacking football, maybe it's that if you lose, you lose points. A draw, zero, mm-hmm. stay all although, round. And although then,
2: does that effectively do the same as if you're going to if you're gonna take points away for defeat? If you are still with <laughs> us on the if as,
0: you are still with us on the live stream, just yeah. uh, let's have a think about. <laughs> it's been the
3: old business. Of you were almost getting into it there, like you have the penalty shootout before the game, and then everybody knows like what they've got to do to avoid the result of the penalty kickoff. Mm. Applying probably, I think as as with most things in football, a little bit like with the shirt off thing, sleeve as is <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It feels like all right. It, it? It. it feels like
0: the thought about it, match just did to sort sort the edges out, you know, like around the edges, just work around that bit. What we could do is like move Plymouth to Yorkshire,
2: mm. yeah, just for convenience.
0: And uh, that I'd infuriate Neil Warnock. Anyway, listen, let's talk about Jorginho again because I want to mention something I spotted in the very at the very end of the warm up as marching on together was playing just before the game kicked off. Jorginho was singing along to it, and he started doing the lead salute. It wasn't a full chest height lead salute, but he was doing leads, leads, leads like that. And I just, I just burst with with pride and love and, and happiness. He was good fun again today. He was. I found myself, uh, I like just basically laughing every time he picks up the ball and tries to do something. I've got to a point now where I just laugh at what he does because it's always fun. I, mean, I do wish sometimes he'd pass it.
3: Yeah, but.
2: It's equally, often, equally, I'm not going to not him ca- up you, on
0: it. You can't cage a butterfly. No. There
3: was another occasion today when he tried passing it what? and it was easier for him to just run after the ball and get on the end of it mm-hmm. himself. So another. Dan James was doing that the other week where he put the ball through. it's so like, oh, fine, I'll just do it myself. And then there was a point in half two when he beat... Half two, is that what we're calling it now? He played the ball <laughs> around the outside of about four Plymouth players in front of the benches and then ran around, um, around the outside of the ball and got, got on to the end of it himself. Um which has a lot to do with not just his skill but his strength. I think that's why um he's such he's kind of so good to watch It's because um he's not ending up let's not criticize like some players who uh
2: <laughs> let's not criticize Nantu. <laughs> who, right. who will end
3: up on the floor It's like, like so often. Uh but um yeah, rusty has got that physique where he'll he'll do the skill and then um knock a few people on the floor himself,
0: which is great. Super. Um, let's wrap the show up there. Then we've got Phil on the way on Monday. We'll get the view from the press box, see what the press guy's made of it, and uh, and Phil and see if he's looking forward to another midweek trip down to uh, to Plymouth. <laughs> what, what's the run of fixtures coming up now? We don't know when the, do we know when the replay will be? We reckon it will more than likely be, it won't be this coming midweek, obviously it will be the one after that. So around the 7th, 6th or 7th, we're Tuesday the 6th, on Wednesday the 7th. The next round is midweek as well, isn't it? February is the 28th, is it? Am I right in thinking that? before So it'll be just before the Rotherham game, more than likely. And then obviously mm-hmm. we play Rotherham, then we travel to Swansea and then to Plymouth again. There's, wow. a, there's a strong argument from
3: Phil and the other journalists' point of view is if you get somebody to cover that Rotherham game, just have two weeks in Devon.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, just stay go up, stay at one Set up camp in like Bristol or something
2: either. Just sort of yeah. the area when you can dot about the place.
3: Yeah, I mean it's nice not part of the world. Or uh, Swansea. Well, just the southwest.
0: Or you could um join the Navy. Like the y- like, like the YMCA, <laughs> like the village people. The YMCA. <laughs> so fucking hell, if the YMCA and the Navy, If the YMCA and the Navy, the Navy join forces, they could probably, they'll take um everybody over. We'll wrap it up there then I feel like we've gone well off pace so um, cheers for joining us on the live stream if you are a member as well ping us through some questions for the members show as well we'll tackle any question you throw at us just about within reason there you go that was Moscow if you are on the live stream Moscow doing the throw at you mime we'll see you soon The match ball.